Record. Activated. Woo. It is us, Jordan and Leah. Back at it again. Mm-hmm. We're doing a double podcast today, but you guys might be getting these at different points. Yep. How many feet apart would you say me and you are right now, Jordan? I'd say we're about five feet apart. No. Oh, my God. That's so weird because I saw this movie. Yeah? What was the movie about? It was about cystic fibrosis patients who fall in love. Tell me more about it. I don't know a lot. Unfortunately, they cannot touch each other, which we all know that when you're in love, touching the other person is basically the greatest thing in the world besides being touched by them. Depending on what your love language is. <laughs> right. Some Everyone people read that do book. not have like that physical aspect. Wait, do you, have you read that book? Uh, I haven't read the book. What but are, you know do you about... know all of them? What are all of them? I think, okay. I forget what my test said. I took one recently for an undisclosed <laughs> reason. <laughs> trip out to LA. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I think, I, I don't know if I'm getting all of them, One there's touch, time spent, gifts, acts of service, and fuck. Acts I don't remember. But mine is touch and time spent, 100%. Same. Ask my boyfriend, sometimes he wants <laughs> to die, because <laughs> I am so heavily those two things. <laughs> Trust me. I Gifts, I couldn't care less about. He could, Same. <laughs> He could get me a house, and unless he wanted to live in it with me and touch me all the time in it, (laughs) I (laughs) would be like, fuck you. (laughs) And then acts of service are nice, but not as good as touch and time spent. I'm both both of those. What's yours? I'm those two, too. (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, I'm, like, not a material person, so, like, gifts, I'm just like, yeah, like, I'd rather you just be nice to me and, like, hang out. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't like thinking of relationships is like oh you have to make it up for to me now i'm gonna go do this thing for you because that's what i know will make you feel better is if mm-hmm. i go do this thing because i was bad like i'd rather just be like oh you're good to each other all the time <laughs> well it's complicated because my friend said that hers was gifts and i was like that's so dumb and she was like well it's not about the gift she's like it could be the dumbest thing it could be like a two dollar item but it's just about the fact that like he was out somewhere and he saw something and he was like oh she would like this like just the thought of it like he thought of you and like wanted you to have something like i agree that that's really nice obviously you know yeah no i get the theory behind it yeah like and i don't knock people who are that type of Mm -hmm. speaker of love (laughs) right well in Uh, this movie i wish we knew what the fifth one was (sighs) I mean, I'm sure I can just... No, we don't have to do it. If you don't want to. <laughs> Easily Google it. But yeah, so uh, so what do you think about 2019 in film so far, Jordan? We're in mid to late, well, like mid-March, and, uh, and uh, the fourth quarter will be over in, at the end of April. So what... What have you thought about, what have you seen so far in 2019? I haven't seen a lot. I'll start out by saying that. I saw Greta, which is my guy, Neil Jordan, um, Irish filmmaker, which will help us ease into a film that I talk about later tonight, today. Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that film. I love Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, I think she's an amazing actress and I'll, kind of go see anything that she's in now if she's in things because i've seen a couple of her films in the last couple of years and i was like yep i like that um also isabel umber Huper, whatever her name <laughs> is uh she was really great and it was just a really weird film it was definitely like a film meant for this time of year which usually has boring films like, when you said you wanted to do 2019 films, I kind of didn't want to do that because, like, this is the p- point in the year where I don't, like, really watch films. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing that, like, on a normal year that I would have been excited about would have been Us or The Beach Bum. And then, oh, like, I, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's more anticipation for the next couple of months. Like, Velvet Buzzsaw was this year, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I saw that. I still haven't watched that. It's not great. I will, though. I love Jake. Yeah, he's, like, the best part about it is that he's playing a very funny character. Mm-hmm. But, like, the satire misses it on some points. I'm sure it does. Um, <laughs> it's tough for Hollywood to make a satire about wealthy people, I think. Like, I think I think that's why Sorry to Bother You was so good. 
was because like Boots Riley isn't really a Hollywood person. He's like an outsider. But most of the time, people in Hollywood are like benefiting off of being rich and like this rich culture and this idea that like there can be an idealized culture where everybody's rich when like they like help get elected politicians at times who aren't really worried about the class divides and like people struggling in the country at times. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's a little bit too far down a tangent. So just just sidebar the five love languages number one gifts slash tokens of affection two quality time together three physical touch four words of affirmation that's what i forgot Uh and five acts of service uh words of affirmation like i'm like modern on that i basically like people to like all of these things yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like i need all these things but touch and time spent are definitely like a thing anyway uh so yeah what did you think of greta did you enjoy it i loved it really i didn't love it oh i thought it was so cool i thought it was so interesting and like weird and crazy and like it's just like a film unlike other films i didn't think they went i don't think they went far enough most of the time like i i didn't really get the tone like sometimes it was just like normal stalker movie and then sometimes it was like like i think the part where um well, I guess we can't give spoilers, but there's a cl- there's a graphic close up. Suddenly there's a cut, a hard yeah. cut to a graphic, violent close up. I think that should have kind of been the tone the whole time. Yeah, I think one of the things that Neil Jordan has like historically done is like he really tries to ground like these crazy, insane characters with like reality so that you do believe it. And like, I feel like it almost makes it crazier when it does happen. Like once shit hits the fan in this film but like once hit sh- shit hits the fan in the film like all of a sudden you're like oh wait wow like we didn't see that coming because it felt so realistic mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like whoa we you have to be careful who we talk to yeah I, I just I, I don't know I guess like there was so many things that I just stopped on like the whole thing with the bag like, if you found a woman's purse, would you bring it personally back to her house? Because I would not do that. I would, not out of fear that she was dangerous, or he, but um, I I would mail it, probably. I think there's a lot of small-town people who come to New York and would be like, oh my gosh, I have to return this. Like, somebody's going to be missing this bag. They're going to be so worried. And like... But we would go to their house. I don't know. I feel like I would I would probably Google them and see like if I could just like DM them or something like that and just be like, hey, can you meet me at the Dunkin' on 45th? Because like if you if you were like back in your hometown hometown and like you were at a small shop and like you found a purse or like a wallet in a parking lot, you Mm -hmm. don't think that you like might be compelled to like oh wow like they live around the corner like I might go bring this back it was right around the corner but even then I would like leave it in the mailbox or like leave it on the front stoop or something but the thing is like this is New York and the way that she just leaves it on the subway like someone's just gonna fucking take that someone's just gonna run with that no no one's gonna like most people are not gonna just be that nice I feel like on the New York City subway and I'm not saying because they're they're assholes but there's people that are desperate if they find a purse like that they're like damn well I think that's why she has well, we won't talk more. <laughs> yeah, but it also it, it what annoyed me was the when the friend uh, or whatever that she said that her dad. Oh no, she said that her friend. She was super dad, good. I thought her friend was really good too. Her friend's dad bought her a Tribeca apartment for her graduation. <laughs> what the fuck? That's seven million dollars. That's not that. That's not normal. Like, I was just like... I thought it was also funny that it was satirizing, like, white white girl gets, like, apartment in the city, like, oh and is, like, so naive about what is, like, gonna go on here. At least make it, be- make it like, uh, Washington Heights or just something, like, like, believe, like, a Tribeca loft, you're gonna buy your, your daughter that for her. realistic that, like, wealthy people from, like, all over the country send their daughters to, like... New York City send their sons too like that's not just a uniquely like woman thing but like just like wealthy white kids get sent to New York City and will be in like nice as apartments and then you're like wow like how how are they surviving in New York City like they look like they're doing it so well 
like kind of the girls mentality like it's making fun of this idea that you're just gonna meet some magical person on the street because you're in new york now mm-hmm. like you're in the big city everyone is like interesting maybe that's why they they had an explicit line about it but i was like fuck as soon as i heard that i was like i can't do this but, but i love isabel who is amazing she is so good she's fucking awesome that is like i hope she is nominated for best actress for that like that would be wild that was such a fun role she won't at the oscars but maybe something like she got nominated for something somewhere because i mean but but you know she's the um, independent spirit awards she's the meryl streep of france right so like yeah. she's nominated for over there she's nominated for every movie kind of like the same way meryl here is like 23 oscar nominations you know yeah and it showed yeah so is that you've seen Velvet Buzzsaw and that any and and of course Captain Marvel which we already talked about five feet apart and have you seen any other 2019? Um, what else has come out this year? Well, I can give a quick like, you know, quick quick little reviews of the stuff I've seen. Which what have I, you seen? I saw Serenity. I did not see that. The awesomely bad, <laughs> hilariously bad movie starring Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. And uh, because let's be real, any movie that's released right now they, is either they, like it's a something that was movie. so bad that it has no chance of getting any awards, or it's like an event movie of some sort where mm-hmm. it's like for a holiday or something. Right. But otherwise, if you're getting released right now, it's a pretty trash film, or there's something weird and independent about your film, or it's just like not about that. Yeah. So speaking of holiday gimmick movies, I saw Isn't It Romantic. Which I just thought was not good at all. I mean, it barely. It, it, it it's like a satire on romantic comedies. And if you want to see that, uh, just do not another teen movie. Which Already is David Wayne. It's a satire of teen movies, but so many of those teen movies are rom coms, you know. So it, it and it, it also has just like straight rom com parody in it. So much better. I mean, isn't it romantic? Was really like just barely hit on anything that you see in these. It just wasn't good. I, I don't even really need to talk about it, but. Serenity uh, is this bizarre, like, it, they tried to do a noir, and they, and <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, but one thing I will say is that there's a big twist in the movie, and that's what I kept hearing was, like, I kept hearing yeah. the twist is so inexplicable, it's horrible, it makes no sense, blah, blah, blah. I actually thought the twist was not bad, because it, it deals with something that we all talk about. It's kind of, like, in the news right now. Um and it's it, it wasn't that like especially because the whole rest of the movie was fucking insane so like <laughs> so I I mean like it, it didn't really go with the rest of the movie but I it, if done well if the rest of the film had made more sense the twist would have been fine like I actually think that with a better director and writer like the twist would have been good it was at least interesting whereas the rest yeah. of it's just like Matthew McConaughey sweating like trying to catch this fish. And Anne Hathaway doing this, like, ridiculous version of, like, a femme fatale, which who was not sexy at all. And, like, was just, like, <laughs> she's, like, she's literally always just, like, hey, daddy, like, what are you doing over there? Like, it's so. <laughs> and maybe in another movie, like, that could have worked. Uh, not dissing her, but it, it was. It's worth seeing, though, just because it's, like, so inexplicably bad that you're, like, oh, like, it's like a it's like a car wreck or something, you know? Yeah. And then I also saw The Upside with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Nicole Kidman is there for some reason. Like, she, they, they don't really give her character much to do. And it's so funny that it's Nicole Kidman because they could have hired anyone to do it and, it. and it's like this huge Oscar nominee, Oscar winning star. It's like, I don't know what she's doing there. But Wait, she just did that, didn't she? What did Nicole, what else did Nicole Kidman just play? Like a side character. Uh, I don't know. Wait, what I, am I thinking? I of? mean, she was in Boy Raced and Destroyer this year. Wait, what did I just see? Am I confusing her with someone else? I might be confusing her with. But someone no, else. she's definitely done that before, where she's like played a, a kind of like a, a, a you know, a, what word am I thinking of? Like a supporting role rather than her normal starring, you know. Anyway, I thought it was okay. I, 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 that was actually better than I expected to. I don't know anything about Kevin Hart. I really, I don't like. I haven't seen his stand up. I've never seen one of his movies. And I'm I a grown just, little man. Yeah, I haven't. That's seen my that. thing. What is that? I'm gonna jump around the stage and talk about things I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I. I'm short, but I have a lot of energy. 
this was my first uh, time. I also like to cheat on my wife. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. Jesus. And then I get called out in public. And also, I made jokes about gay people. Yeah, that I heard about. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, this was my first exposure to him, and I thought he was pretty good. Like, I, I thought he was good. He played, like, a deadbeat dad, which, I don't know, that might be kind of racist. Like, the white character in the movie is, like, very rich and, you know, successful, and, and the black character is, like, down on his luck, not really able to give child support to his family, so... He's, you know, I don't know. That's really not the greatest thing. But the rest of it I thought was pretty good. I like their unlikely friendship, blah, 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 and everything. And Brian Cranston was amazing. He's one of the best. So it was uh, pretty good. Not bad. Cool. Yeah, I'm more excited for films that are coming out later this year. Yeah. Um, I can't. I haven't been able to see Gloria Bell, which I wanted to see. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. I, I love Julianne Moore. Um, Climax I haven't seen yet, but that is actually playing by us, so I might try to hit that. Yes. Um, love Gasper, no. Sean Baker, excuse me, Sean Baker loved that movie, so I will be seeing it. If you don't know who Gasper Noah's, uh, he had a film called Love that is real sex in the film. Oh, really? And it's on Netflix. Yes, not to be confused with the other love on Netflix. Is it a man and woman? Uh, yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of sex scenes in oh, love, and they all have real sex. Yeah, like it just opens up with a dude just getting jerked off, like for do they like show ten him, minutes? They they show him ejaculating. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Like real? I think so. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's like. If you're into that kind of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pretty intense film because there is just all of the sex. <laughs> and it's There's also just about a guy's relationship and like his failed relationships. Cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. I really do want to see Climax, though. That, yeah. that was another trailer where I had no idea what was going on, but it just looked cool. Have you seen Enter the Void? No. He also made that, and that's like a one shot, and it's like super cool with like a lot of neon. The whole movie is only one yeah, shot? Yeah, it's like kind of from the perspective of spirit. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Nice. I always like when someone's doing something out of the ordinary, so. Yeah, this director likes to work with a guy who's coming, who's going to be in Wounds, which is coming out later this year, mm-hmm. that we saw at Sundance. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I think it's going to be a great year for films. Like, we have so many great films coming out. I'm my top excited my top excited the one I'm the most excited about is my love Martin Scorsese coming out with the Irishman allegedly why do you keep saying that I'm confused we'll see it when it happens I feel like there have been a lot of roadblocks but it's gonna come out yeah no (laughs) (laughs) every time I bring this up Jordan's like we'll see I'm like it's Scorsese he's not gonna not release but also Spielberg is trying to go after Netflix so I feel like it's gonna be weird I hope like if the Irishman isn't amazing then it's just gonna be so disappointing but has I I, well I'm I'm biased because I just love Scorsese so much I can't be I can't be fair yeah no he doesn't make bad films no he doesn't so I I just I don't know I'm excited it's 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 Pesci I'm just hoping it's not like a worse departed in what? I hope it's just not like a worse Departed or something like that. It's not going to be anything like The Departed. It's a completely different crime story. It's the Buffalino crime syndicate, which was up in Buffalo, New York, and it's uh, one of the guys. The, one of the guys claims that he killed. He's responsible for killing Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, it's so funny because my dad is very like well versed in all of that stuff. And <laughs> when I told him the plot of the movie, he just like he said so matter of factly and so surely he was like. He didn't kill Jimmy Hoffa. Like, as if my dad was... (laughs) He was like, he... And I'm like, okay, like, are you... Should I, like, just, you know, never repeat what I'm hearing in this room? Or, like, what's going on? Did you see a mob boss just got, like, whacked? Oh, did he? Who? Uh, Some dude... uh, I'm gonna get this so wrong. I think he's in the Gambino family, but I'm not sure. Is that still the family that's, like, in charge? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he's in that. And, like, he was just, like, a dude in Staten Island, and he just got caps you just walked outside you gotta be careful with those guys that was like the first major one in a while in time for the sopranos movie coming out in a couple of years look what do they say in uh in goodfellas i didn't see nothing and i don't know nothing that's all you have to say and you'll be fine this podcast has seen nothing and knows nothing no. don't talk to the feds like adriana <laughs> love you girl anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
anyway uh yeah i'm so excited for the irishman it's gonna be great so yeah and we got us i'm seeing it on saturday hopefully i'm seeing it tonight i just i just texted my mom about it because she me and her love horror movies like i said last podcast she (laughs) let me watch them when i was way too young and um i was like we have to see it because i'm going to florida and i'm not gonna be able to see it she's like okay okay uh we'll see it tonight so Hopefully that works out. So after exciting. Rehearsal. Yeah. That's going to be a guest episode with Brendan since Leah will be in Florida. Yep. Um, but we're excited for that. Um, we're excited for all the movies coming out soon. Uh, the Beach Bomb. I feel like there are more movies coming out. I'm excited for Toy Story 4 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Same. I don't know what else I'm excited for. If I look at the list of upcoming stuff, I will. But I never can remember when people ask me, like, because... Since people know most of the movies are always like, what's coming out? And I'm like, I, I'm like, mm, uh, uh, turn on Netflix. I don't <laughs> Some Sundance films are probably going to be coming out soon. Like Hopefully. The Souvenir and Honey Boy. I think those are coming out soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should be good. I think 2019 is going to be a great year in film. Oh, I'm excited to see Dumbo. That's the other thing. I'm excited oh, yeah, for Dumbo the, new, looks good. the new Disney remakes. I just watched the oh, wait, original. No, never mind. I thought Dumbo was about Brooklyn. we're getting we're getting regional here guys but if you're not from this area there's an area of of brooklyn called dumbo and there's also a flying elephant named dumbo and i watched that movie last night uh for the first time since i was a little kid did you ever see the original dumbo probably it was great it's only like an hour long it's like 65 minutes or something really short but I was so impressed like I really loved it and it was so touching and it was such a great message which is that you know the things that are so weird about us the big problems that everyone says that people things that people laugh at about us like with Dumbo it's his big years are actually the thing that ends up making us successful and making us who we really are because like at the end of the movie you know he's the flying elephant he's the star of the circus and whereas before he used to get made fun of so I'm interested to see what Tim Burton does with that because, you know, I'm sure he'll go t- kind of dark with the whole circus element with animals and all that kind of stuff. Whoa. Yeah. And then I'm excited about the other the other one uh, from Disney, which is the Aladdin remake. Did you see that trailer? Mm, no. Nah. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I love Will Smith. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about him, you know, getting in the shoes of, of Robin Williams. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be much better than I originally thought. And then The Lion King is the one I'm kind of oh, like... Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm more skeptical about that one because it's like... <sighs> I don't know. It's just going to be hard for me with all the CGI like animals and stuff. I don't know. But we'll see, you know? I'll still definitely see it. I hated the Beauty and the Beast live-action remake. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. So, I don't know. We'll see. We will. Yep. We will see. So, uh... Oh, High Life. Uh, I'm also excited about oh, that. Oh, yes, Robert yes. Pattinson in super, space. Super excited about that. Another A24 joint. And they also have Ari Aster's film. What is that? Midsummer. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw it. The trailer was up, but I didn't watch it. It didn't look that interesting or different, so I'm kind of going to wait for the reviews on that. There's um, that... That's super, I don't know, it kind of looks annoying to me, The Best of Enemies. What's that about? It's Sam Rockwell and Taraji P. Henson. And like, ugh, I can't remember, but like, it's it's a, it's like a, it's a civil rights movie. It's, I think his character is like against black women having some kind of rights or. Wow, Sam Rockwell playing a racist. <laughs> Shocked. And, and then, and, and he's like, don't get in my way. And she's like, I am going to get in your way. And like, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm good cool. for her. But I, I don't know, it just kind of looks cheesy and not that great but who knows maybe it'll be awesome maybe i'm wrong as hell it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, also the ellen john movie's coming out soon right oh yeah which was directed by the replacement director of bohemian rhapsody oh really yeah so once they kick- wait really yeah i did not know that yeah. so it's done by the same that's why they got him once they kicked that pedophile to the curb they're like all right, this guy's directing the Elton John movie. Maybe he knows a thing or two about this shit. They called him in. Who oh. knows how much he actually did, you know? I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
What if he gets best director? <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's fine because he didn't rape anyone, I think, to my knowledge. But you know, probably shouldn't make any assumptions about that because at this point, it's like <laughs> every day there's a new. Guess what? Guess who else raped someone? All right. Anyway, <laughs> not to uh, go on a sad note, but anyways. On to brighter notes. Let's talk about physical deformity films. Yes. Or physical yes. illness films. Deformities. <laughs> no, we're not. It's just If elephant. we were doing deformities, I would pick, actually, I guess, well, I would pick Mask because I just watched Mask. Have you seen that? Uh, no. Oh, it's so good. It has, it's, it's a, it's a share movie. And, but it's she has this son who has this physical deformity on his face and he um his face is like really long like he has a huge head and he's he's obviously deformed like you look at him and yeah. you know he is and and uh, uh he's played by Eric Stoltz and he's they're both so good at she plays this tough badass she's in a biker gang and so on, on top of having to deal with being deformed and getting made fun of and stuff he has to deal with this mom who's like an addict and she's like you know running around with all these guys and sam elliott is her boyfriend and she, you know she's always on the back of a motorcycle but he also gets to grow up in this beautiful community of like bikers so yeah. and they're all supportive and loving so it's like really cool and he has the best disposition and best personality and uh and every time you know someone makes a comment that they'll be like oh my god like i like what's wrong with you or like what happened to you or whatever like he'll make a joke and he's really like good natured about it and then everyone ends up loving him because of that and it's so it's so good i really recommend it just a sidebar that wasn't my movie because we're not doing deformities so what is your movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah well uh why don't we hear yours first because i feel like i already just talked too much people probably need a break from me uh i'm gonna go with my left foot ddl Daniel Day Lewis. He has cerebral palsy in that. Is that? I never saw it. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. Well, I got to get this disorder right. If <laughs> or disease or don't get don't whatever. get. I don't want to like people on top do this wrong. But I watched this as a part of my Irish film class. It was amazing. Um, trust me, I saw this movie on Netflix for like a very long time before I went to Ireland, and like just did not want to watch it because I was just like. Uh, this is not going to be that good. Like, I don't know. Like, it's about a guy who really only could use his left foot. Um, it's a true story about a painter. Um, and it is an amazing film. And it's just super good. And Daniel Day-Lewis kind of asserts himself as being one of the greatest actors of all time with this performance. He just plays it so well. And, like, you watch him gradually, like, have his body, like just destroyed um and did he do method acting for it like did he i think so yeah and he like painted and it's just a ridiculous story about a true person and just like irish history and it's cool so what is the illness cerebral palsy right and he was born with it right yeah Hmm. and he basically just becomes paralyzed except his left foot Ooh. Sounds really good. I mean, I've obviously heard of it before. Yeah. As an epic DDL performance. And you're like, uh, I don't really want to watch like Daniel Day-Lewis only be able to move his foot the whole film, but it's not like that at all. Yeah. It's super good. Like, yeah. I yeah. highly recommend and it's like one that's kind of easy to find, I think. Cool. Yeah. So, the movie that I picked Stepmom. Stepbrothers. Stepmom. Starring <laughs> Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Yeah, so Will Ferrell becomes a stepmom to J- <laughs> John C. Riley. drag for the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so have you seen this movie? <laughs> what, what if that's the sequel to Stepbrothers? <laughs> it's just Will Ferrell and John C. Riley dressing in drag and just like taking care of their kids. Oh, it would kind of be like three men and a baby but in drag they need to get someone else in there they get paul rudd yeah paul rudd could definitely be in that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so have you seen stepmom no (laughs) if you couldn't tell (laughs) by talking about the plot jordan has a completely other assessment of of this kind of plot i guess but that's okay i mean that could be my favorite movie i've watched it six times you couldn't tell (laughs) uh 
Okay, so this film, Stepmom's directed by Chris Columbus, and it stars Susan Sarandon, Julie Roberts. Was and this Ed before or after he discovered America? Uh, I think after, because he found a he found a camera. And that was for joke purposes. Christopher Columbus did not discover America. No, we he do not recognize that. Yeah, yeah, we recognize the slaughter of Native Americans. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Christopher Columbus. And your movies. If you're listening. And the Spaniard horse you rode in on. Yeah. Why'd you bring horses to America, you fascist? Yeah, we didn't need them. We already have cows. So. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... <laughs> never mind. Jordan has a lot of ideas, guys. <laughs> We're going to do a whole podcast where you just tell your ideas, but then copyright them. Yes. So well, all of our, these podcasts are copyrighted, and you guys can use them in for sharing purposes, but you cannot make the ideas. No, fuck you. So, stepmom. <laughs> Unless you guys cut us in and make us millionaires. If anybody gives me a million dollars, they can literally do whatever they want to me. Except for just a me. million? Yeah. Oh, want to hear a fun thing? I got an email asking if I wanted to be naked in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Really? Fully nude. And it was only $1,000. I was like, fuck you. For one day? For what? For Yeah, and for the rights to like my ass and my vagina and my boobs. <laughs> that's, was, that's a good amount of money, though. No, I don't, I don't agree. I think it's different for women. Maybe but, I put myself yeah. on too high of a pedestal saying I should No, but like money. you have to worry about like, oh, people will like screen cap this and put it on the internet and it'll be around forever. It will. But yeah. like, I'm like, that's a, a thousand bucks. But that's because nobody wants to see me naked, really. Of course, making a thousand dollars in one day is a lot of money, but it's one time. If they were like, we'll pay you a thousand dollars a day for the entire season, then yeah. <laughs> different thing but yeah it was just for a photo like a well i actually mm, i probably will get in trouble i can't say what it's actually what in the plot or anything but um yeah it was like it was like there's going to be a photograph of it and it's going to be a nude woman and it would be like really cool i guess i can't say details it would have been really cool like it would have been a cool shoot i actually would have <laughs> liked to have pictures of me like that just because like when else would i get the opportunity but from the time period you probably could put that together without me like saying it and getting sued but uh yeah i mean it i was like not gonna do that for a thousand like i'm not gonna do full nudity for a thousand that's bullshit but i'm stag eligible so pretty i soon. would do full nudity for a thousand so if anybody wants to pay me call jordan please hit email. me up um i will send you nude pictures for a thousand dollars yeah venmo him like yeah no legit i would send you nude pictures for less than a thousand dollars if somebody wanted to send me like a hundred bucks. I would for sure really? like customize. For a dick pic? No, for like tasteful nudes. Nobody wants a dick pic. Okay, so but 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 a, a naked picture of you like including your dick for only a hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. You should you should have more. Uh, I don't know, like self esteem or something. Like you should you should charge more. That's your dick. There are a lot of people who sell feet pics. I know. I've thought about doing that. Because, <laughs> like, what's the big I'm deal? I'm a photographer. Okay. Let's make some money. <laughs> it's just your foot. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. I mean, it's your foot. Like, you don't even have to do anything to just sit there. So, I don't know. Yeah. Also, legit, if anybody wants to do weird photo shoots and they're listening to this, I want to take more pictures. So, please contract me mm -hmm. out to be your photographer. There you go. Anyway, so, stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> stepmom. It uh, is a film, I believe it's 1998, directed by Chris Columbus, as I said, starring Susan Sarandon as the mom, and Ed Harris as her ex-husband, and Julia Roberts as the stepmom. So <laughs> Susan and Ed are divorced. I don't remember their names in the movie. And Julia is the stepmom, and she... It's really interesting the way they made her a character because she's not, like... She's not the evil stepmother. She's just a normal person. Like, she's obviously younger... And so she's like, you know, there's that tension of the younger woman coming in and Ed and Susan had had two kids. One's a teenager played by Jenna Malone and one's a younger boy. And they're, you know, it's about kind of like dealing with having this new woman in their lives. And like she's kind of towing the line between being like hated by the mom and, you know, sometimes the kids adore her. And sometimes they don't. And, like, she's 
she's not like she's not framed as a bad person or a good person she's just like a normal young person like she's self-interested you know she does she's just not not like super crazy about being a a mom half the time to these new kids but she also wants to do her best and she loves the husband her new husband and she wants to toe the line there and it's just interesting and the way that uh, the illness comes in is that the mom gets cancer so Suzanne is dying of cancer in the movie and so on top of just dealing with the transition of like having a new stepmom the kids have to deal with the fact that like their mother's gonna die and like she was she was there for the beginning of their life but for the rest of their life unless there's another divorce this new woman is gonna be basically like their mother figure and so that puts a whole other level of pressure on Julia Roberts then because she's suddenly in this position where there is no there's not going to be a mother you know so she's going to be like the mother and all the different scenes of 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 them trying to get along like this there's a scene at the end of the famous dinner scene between Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts where they're they're discussing like what's going to happen and everything I don't want to give anything away but it's so good and the movie makes me cry every single time this is obviously devastating to lose your mom and it's just like really interesting dynamics that play there. Like, how do you, how do you navigate all of that? It's a really good, like, serious drama film, and I like it. I recommend it. Yay! Now it's time for the more depressing film. <laughs> or I guess it's not more depressing. Is it more depressing than cancer? I don't know. Let's not let's not put those in competition with each other. No, no, no. Let's crown a winner of the most <laughs> depressing illness. Well, I mean, cancer you have you have for shorter period of time most likely than you're going to have CF. Yes. CF is a daily battle from the time you're a baby until you know, you don't you but also cancer you might Did have you know that most children with C F are their own caretakers and then give themselves their own medication? Thank that you. line hit me over the head in the film. So, <laughs> so CF I'm gonna say is worse because cancer you could live for sixty years, get cancer, suffer for six months and then die. I think it's worse to suffer for like 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 um so you know do you know about Claire Wineland? No. So this movie came about because Claire Wineland, who unfortunately recently passed away from cystic fibrosis at age 21, she became kind of prolific because she was a YouTuber and she would have, yeah, yeah, now you're getting it. (laughs) You're putting it together. So she had a channel and like I actually just from being on YouTube and like checking out other YouTubers would see her videos and started watching her because she had titles that for other people they would be clickbait but because she literally was going through this it wasn't like it would be her her clickbait would be like what it's like to be dying but she literally was dying so it it wasn't clickbait for her and so I'd be like is this girl really dying what the hell let me click it and I click it and I instantly like fell in love with her she had such a good attitude and personality and like how she dealt with things I can't even imagine dealing with it was just really like magnetic person and she started the Claire's Place Foundation which all the stars and the director Justin Baldoni are promoting right now asking people to donate I actually donate some of the proceeds of my company to Claire's Place which I actually have not advertised that before but I probably should because then maybe people will want to book more but I haven't like talked to them so I don't know how that all works like if I advertise that I do that as a business but I do do that like I donate to them and they really help families dealing with CF pay for all of the expenses and just help them access care and things like that. So Claire left an amazing mark on the world, like in such a short time. And especially when you think about how ill she was, like how much she was able to accomplish is like crazy. And one of the things was, I don't know if she's credited as a co-writer, but like her story is part of the book that the movie's based on. And then the whole cast, like she passed away kind of recently. So they all had met with her um, and she was like a consultant on the movie. And like she, the director, Justin, he uh, is actually an actor. He's on like Jane the Virgin and some other things. And he decided that he wanted to direct short films. And he started a series called, I think My Last Days it's called. And so he met Claire through that and did a little, it's on YouTube if you want to watch her episode of My Last Days. And it was just like a documentary of what her life is like. And that's how he met her. And 
he stayed in touch with her and uh you know sadly she didn't live to see the movie completed but it's just kind of another way that she's left her mark on the world so that was why we you know long story short that's how i came to five feet apart i'm also a huge fan of Haley lou richardson she was in one of my favorite movies of the past few years columbus and then she was also in support the girls and she gives two completely different performances in those movies and she's kills both so i i she's one of those people now that i feel like i'll see whatever she's in she's just so good and i think she's like really gonna be a star i think she's gonna win an oscar someday and all that so that's what brought me to the film what did what brought you to the film you forced me to I did not force you. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, <laughs> Leah had seen the film. I had no interest in seeing this film, but she had seen the film, and I was like, cool, let's do a podcast on it. Mm. And I went out to see it. It's not that I have anything against the film or like the marketing or any of the actors in it. I was just like, I don't want to watch a two-hour-long movie about cystic fibrosis because um, I'm you, fragile and also my time is valuable and... Sometimes I'm down to escape through a sad tearjerker and sometimes I'm like, wow, this is like a chore to have to watch a movie that is going to put me on an emotional journey and like to find the time that I'll be ready to do that. Uh, But yeah, I watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as a kid, so cool. I was like, okay, like worst case scenario, like I'll watch him. I also like Taylor Lou Richardson and support the girls, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, I like uh, Riverdale, too. I like Cole Sprouse a lot. After this movie, I love him. Not to react like a... He's the Riverdale one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to react like a 13-year-old girl would to this movie, but oh my God, I love him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was great. So, okay. He's so, okay. We'll talk about that more. All right. So you went into it being like, I don't want to watch this, but I'm watching this for Leah uh and for the pot well i shouldn't say for me like you did it personally for my own interest you did it for the podcast because i was like this is just going to be like a feel-good story like i know what's gonna happen they're gonna make me cry and then at the end i'm gonna be like oh there's hope i'm so glad you said that because i thought uh, before we're we're getting we'll get into spoilers later but i loved the ending i thought i figured what was gonna happen and i was wrong so i thought that was awesome that they surprised me there so anyway, so, okay, so you went into it, I went into it thinking I'm probably going to love this, and, like, with all the back, like, with all the stuff I know about Claire and everything, you went into into it being like, I don't want to see this, so how did you end up feeling about it? It was fine, like, <laughs> I definitely, like, can't get two hours of sitting in the theater back, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I was just, like, in my bed, and, like, watching it to, like, unwind at the end of a night. As opposed to, oh, I have to go out to see this. Um, And uh, as a whole, it was fine. I thought she was really good. So, yeah, she's uh, awesome. It really drove the film that she was amazing. Um, There were some aspects of it that, like, the writing was meh. So, so. Uh, So, so. Cole Sprouse, I thought like came around but like I did not like his acting at the beginning like I think he was trying to be unlikable at the beginning or he was more of an unsympathetic character but like I like I didn't know why we care about this dude like from what he showed in the beginning like you were kind of just like oh this guy is just an asshole to everyone and is kind of just sex obsessed and like weird but was he sex obsessed though i feel like any any 17 year old guy is like thinking about sex non-stop and he really can't even have sex but that was just like a weird it just felt like weird that like he brought up sex like very quickly like it seems like are you really taught like maybe maybe that's the experience but, but isn't that like a defense mechanism to, to pretend to be just like oh yeah i'm just like i'm into sex like i'm a guy so i'm a manly man and i like sex like like isn't it that- felt forced like i feel like okay. that's like i felt like it was forced to be like yeah i like i like sex <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it came up in conversation, like, it didn't feel like it came up in conversation at times. But I think that's an interesting element of it, right? Because, like, when you're 17, especially if you're a male, your testosterone's going crazy. Like, you think about sex all the time. And, like, if you have CF, like, I mean, I guess he could have sex with someone who doesn't have CF, which he probably did, I I think. 
but um i i don't know that but still it's like difficult because you can't breathe and like what if you start choking during it or something like well some people are into that right right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's usually not phlegm involved yeah yeah, uh, yeah. not to, that type to, of choking yeah which i thought was really that that part where they show her like coughing up all the phlegm that was like really real and like that was really tough to watch like imagine having to do that every day because like that's what happens sometimes if i get the flu like i'm like coughing stuff up and I, like doing that every day forever oh my god yeah Ugh, it's terrible uh well i was i've been dealing with some health issues and like that was an aspect of the film that i appreciated i yeah. was just like oh this is just constant this sucks and it's like oh tons of people have to do this like i should stop my bitching mm-hmm. like tons of people like have physical illnesses or are in pain on a daily basis and just have better attitudes and figure out how to make it work mm-hmm. yeah yeah what do you think about well in i think some people are are being negative about this movie because they just don't like teen movies and they don't think that teen movies are substantial like how do you feel about that especially teen romance uh yeah no i'd say that those aspects of it were what gave me reservations because i just assumed it was going to be cheesy Mm -hmm. you know because like even if the writers like know the truths about society and like have lived a long time and like know their relationships like it's still like fixating on like a very simple like idea of romance and relationships Mm -hmm. um well to to talk generally because if you haven't listened before we always talk about our feelings on the movie without giving spoilers and then we get into a spoiler section where we'll talk about anything in the entire film so right now we're going to do just regular non-spoilers then we'll get into it and we'll warn you so don't worry so talking generally i really enjoyed the movie of course i cried multiple times um i have no it's funny because (laughs) i I, someone recently told me like like that they think I'm like not into hokey stuff like I'm not into cheesy stuff and that's so wrong I'm I like yes I can be a film snob like I can be like I'm only going to you know watch this indie movie or whatever yes I can be that way but I'm also like I love movies like this <laughs> so uh, I love teen movies too that's always something I've been super into and a lot of people were comparing this to Fault in Our Stars, which I always enjoyed that. I loved the book. Uh, the movie adaptation I thought was good, not amazing. But this is such a different thing. This is so separate from that. And I just didn't like have that mentality at all going in. I just thought of it completely as its own movie without any kind of skepticism about, oh, they're just teenagers. It's puppy love. Or, oh, this is an illness movie. So it's just a tearjerker. I didn't have any of that. I just went into it like, this is a movie. And just let me see what I think. And I thought there were some things that, of course, were like too heavy handed or too or too whatever. But I really loved the characters so much. I was that the dude from eighth grade? Poe? No. What was he in? What do I know him from? I don't remember. I I know he was in something, but he was not in eighth grade. What was he in? I don't know. But. Okay, now I'm doing deep research. Will you keep giving me? (laughs) <laughs> I really enjoyed him. I thought he was so great. And I I I liked th- I thought all his like comedic moments were really good too. I enjoyed that a lot and I thought Haley and Cole were both awesome and that Haley was was better, but she's like on another level anyway and her character was the main character, so she was going to be given more. But I thought Cole was also really like he was the teen heartthrob that we all like grew up, you know, he's the he's like the the prototype you know he's the jake ryan and he's the you know he's you could say he's the luke perry of his time you know like he's he's he is like for real like so i I just i enjoyed both of them so much and i thought that was kind of like the heart of the movie was they both i thought they both were really good and that really invested me in it I love the aspect of her having a YouTube channel just because of the whole thing with Claire. And I just think in general, that's a good way to frame a movie. Speaking of eighth grade, obviously had that same kind of framing device. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it seemed very true to Claire's experience. Oh, it's it was Moises Arias. Dude, like, how old is he right now? I don't know. How old is he? I just didn't think it could be him. 
Oh my god. I feel like that dude has been around forever. Is he like 20 feet? <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Well, also, Cole and Haley are not teenagers either. They're like 25, 26. Yeah, maybe true. even older. I don't know. But yeah, I overall really enjoyed the film and. I will get more into how I feel about certain details in the spoiler section, but I just think it's awesome. Like Justin Baldoni is like this heartthrob actor and for him to decide to make this movie out of all movies and just try to spotlight. Oh my God. He was on Hannah Montana. Oh, is that where you That's know what he's from? known for. Oh, okay. He was Rico on Hannah Montana. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was great. Did you enjoy him? Um. Yeah. No, I thought he was really good. I thought he was fun. I thought it was a cool character. Mm-hmm. I had never watched the trailer for this movie, so I didn't realize that this joke was in the trailer. So I guess it gets ruined for some people. But when, uh, but when they're going on a date and and Haley's character Stella's like getting ready and she's like, "Oh man, I don't have anything to wear." Like, blah blah blah. Why didn't I bring anything? And he's like, "Well, like, yeah, you you didn't know that you were gonna have a hot hospital romance." I thought that was really funny. Like, I thought the way he delivered that line was genuinely hilarious. And like the whole the whole theater laughed at that. And it, when in the trailer, it like wasn't as funny. It was kind of just like a, I don't know, whatever. But in the movie, it really worked. And I thought all of his little comedic moments really worked. And I'm glad they had an LGBT character in there and I thought it I thought it made a lot of sense like his story about not getting too serious with anyone because you know imagine having to put on somebody else like if we get married you have to take care of me you know you can't you can have your own life but you're gonna have to take care of me (laughs) you know like that's that's tough that's kind of what that movie love and other drugs was about Yeah. yeah which I didn't I wasn't crazy about that movie but uh that that movie has a moment in it though toward the end where an older man says to Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, he's like an older man who who had who has had a a wife who has the same illness as Anne Hathaway, and he says to Jake, like, "Don't do it. Like, leave her now. <laughs> Basically, like, you don't want a life of taking care of this person. If I can give you advice, and I thought that was so powerful, and and so I thought it was good that they had. Like, you know, his his character had a full story of who he was and, like, his personality. He wasn't just like, yeah. oh, here's the friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was good. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the film. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was good. Did you think the romance was, like, cheesy or, or, like, how did you feel about that? Like, were you, like, touched by it? Were you, like, did you, like, feel the love or were you, like, oh, whatever? Like, all, like, teenage romance feels a little cheesy to me because I didn't really have a lot of romance in high school. So at times I'm like, was this really happening? Is this a thing? I don't know. Hmm. But, yeah, no, it was cool. So so you weren't, like, sitting there feeling, like, so what's a romance movie that gets you, like, really gets you? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, do you do you not like romance movies? No, like I don't know. Like I like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm. uh, Why don't I have an answer to this? Um, What's your favorite love story? Um, I don't know. I guess I don't have one Hmm. off the top of my head. Like I've seen love stories that I like. I don't know. I that that's like my thing about like high school movies is I feel like most of the time high school movies do not like explain my high school experience mm-hmm. yeah okay i did not have love that was reciprocated <laughs> back then which i don't i don't really know if i fell in love but when i was 14 oh my god oh my god jordan i <laughs> fell so hard for this kid he was two years older than me of course and he was a german exchange student oh wow yeah, so there's a movie it. for you <laughs> because guess what could not happen uh us being in the same country <laughs> so uh, and he also didn't want to date me. So that was like also, but it was devastating from the beginning because I knew he was leaving. And then he actually ended up leaving. This is totally like a plot twist in a movie. He was supposed to leave in June, like when the school yeah. year ended and he ended up leaving in February. And I found out suddenly, like my friend who was friends, my friend whose brother was best friends with him was like, oh yeah, like did you hear he's leaving? And I was like, no, but I'm fine. Like, <laughs> I'm cool with that. It's cool. Like we're friends. So whatever. And uh, <laughs> and I was devastated. I was devastated. So like, 
even though I didn't have a teenage romance, I never had a boyfriend in high school ever. Like guys did not like me, but I, I, I did have like that intensity of like, it just felt like the end of the world. It felt like, cause you, your hormones are raging and you're like wondering about love and romance and relationships and sex. And you like, don't know what it's all going to be like. And you know, it's like really a lot. And I feel like dealing with CF on top of it, like I can't even imagine. And I, you know, they're a little older than I was at that time, but I feel like it just feels so, it's like the intensity of the emotion. You can't control it because your emotions and your hormones are all over the place. So if you would have felt, if you normally would have strong feelings when you're a teenager, it's just like outrageous. It's out of control. And so you're like, I mean, I was like, just to like, if I saw him like during the day, like if I, um, you know, if I, if I happen to by accident, take the other stairwell that was like very far away from my class as opposed to the one that would have been easier to get to if that happened by mistake uh and not on purpose uh, I did not follow him around the school uh if that happened like it would make like oh my god I would be so happy just to see him for like a second like I totally I understand like the the intensity of the emotions which I guess we'll get into in spoilers I think that's that's cool I guess that's a good message for teens is like no, the relationship isn't about the sex. It's about hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that element of it, Being present right? and, like, thinking about each other and, like, just giving each other what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and also, uh, well, I don't know. Should we get into the spoilers now? Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers after the break, after the break, after, after the, the break. break. And we're back with movie, cinema, film. We're now going to talk spoilers from Five Feet Apart. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes, if you haven't seen it, turn it off. Turn it So down. wait, I have a question. Are you not attracted to Cole Sprouse? Uh, he seems too cheesy. That was the issue <sighs> I had with him, him is he's just too cheesy. <laughs> That's a character, though. I think he's so attractive. No, but like his characters were cheesy in the sweet life of Zach and Cody too. Yeah, but he was also a, that's he like was a weird that I had like a yeah exactly. I knew him as like a little boy. Like it feels weird to like. But you didn't know him. I don't know. I don't think that's weird. It's not like I knew him personally, and I was like babysitting him, and now I'm like yeah. You're like hot. he looks like an uglier Timothy Chalamet. By a little bit, like he's still sexy, but like. <sighs> I like him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what I was talking about before is I thought that one of them was going to die at the end of the movie and that would be like any romance movie that features an illness, one of them dies at the end, right? Like that's very... Romeo and Juliet ending. (laughs) Well, that's like very typical and I actually really like the way they ended it. Like they left it kind of ambiguous. He had to go to that other hospital and... Uh, you know, he said goodbye through the glass, and it was like obviously that's so tough. To and he got in. to kiss her while they were while she was unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was a real kiss. I yeah, know. I wanted her to wake up during it. You I feel like I'm that would have been more appropriate. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering. <laughs> Why didn't you just go back for another kiss? Right at that point. Or I guess he was kind of out of air too. Okay, I'm wondering like. Maybe they would get into this deeper in, like, if this was, like, an HBO series or something. But, like, they could have sex, right? Like, what? Like, can't they put mm. on masks? Mm, it still probably travels through. So, oh, so you, like, an, like almost like an STD? Like, the whatever that, that virus is? Or whatever the the Well, the is? issue is that they just have, like, shitty immune systems, I think. Right, but there's something that that they can, the so it's just like the bacteria, or something. Yeah, because like they, it's like if somebody doesn't get vaccinated, then they're more susceptible to get like measles or something, and then they'll be around kids who like may not have the strongest immune systems. But like if they're around somebody who's not vaccinated, then like the person who's not vaccinated is fucked. But isn't there a specific thing? There's like one specific thing that they're looking that they that sh- that she could have caught there, right? But well, why yeah, can't he, he had like a str- like some kind of oh, strain okay, or yeah. something. So he had it and she didn't have it. And, yeah. and if he gave it to her, it could kill her. Okay. And just in general, they're constantly getting infections and whatever that is, or like new so strains. If, but they can have sex with with people who don't have CF, right? Like a CF could have. Okay, so but but why couldn't? Why couldn't they like use a condom 
and wear like masks. Because like it's still like the breath, like there's germs in your breath. I'm trying to think of what I'm thinking of something right now. I'm I think. A, I think. I'm thinking of certain positions that might work. Anyway, we won't get into that, I guess. But like, I guess if you do doggy style and lean back. <laughs> but like, okay, but this, is a, this was a flaw in the movie is they were very frequently like three feet apart or like three and a half, four feet, right? Yeah. Like they were very frequently closer than five feet. Well, I think I think it's just the idea that like if there's the exchange of like bodily fluids, they're probably going to catch it. And mm-hmm. if they're like constantly talking to each other, like you could catch a cold by talking to somebody. Yeah, that's, oh my God. My, my dad is sick and I saw, I, when I saw him today, I was like standing far away from him and he was like, like I, he, he understood, but he was like, okay, seriously. And I was like five feet apart because if we're five feet apart, I can't catch it. And they made it clear, like, oh, a cough can travel six feet, and then this can travel this long, and blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, because it's supposed to be... They did a lot of explaining. The rule is six feet apart, but then she has this defiant moment in the middle of the movie where she says, like, fuck that last foot. We're going to be five feet apart, which, And then it takes her best friend. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a big spoiler. That was devastating. I was, like... Well, we're in spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I was... Yeah, we are. I was so sad when that happened. Same. I thought that was kind of more typical cliche, like, oh, the friend dies because he's not the star, right? Like, But that was, it, it just goes to show, like, how quickly everything can change. Like, they were having such a great time with her surprise party, and everything seemed so wonderful, and then all of a sudden, like that, he's gone. Yeah. You know? Also, there was that dimension where, like, his love story about, like, I can't be with this guy because he doesn't understand. Like, I don't know if I could do this. Mm-hmm. And then that was what made the uh Haley Lee Richardson Cole Sprouse relationship work because they understood each other and they were like oh like I know how hard it is like you need to be taking your meds like do this do that like how are you doing right now like I know mm-hmm. it's rough yeah I really liked that kind of nurturing aspect that she had for him that was really sweet but then yeah at the end I was so impressed that one of them didn't die I thought for sure I just didn't know who it was going to be like that was one thing I thought maybe we would have like clues like oh who is it going to be but yeah and and who knows like you could still you could say hey maybe they they realized it was just going to be too tough and they parted and they ended up you know uh, being friends and just talking online or something or you could say maybe they ended up together one day you know maybe maybe uh there's something invented in the future that they say like you know they're researching cures but maybe maybe it doesn't have to be as big as a cure maybe it could just be something that could allow them to touch or whatever you know so just wear bubble suits or they could be like bubble boy jake gyllenhaal there you go but yeah i thought that that the way they left it open like that i thought was really good i thought that was like more of something that an indie film or like a more artsy film would do yeah no i was i was happy with the ending Mm -hmm. honestly it was just the beginning that was tough for me and then in general i just didn't want to go on the roller coaster like i was fine with the movie after like 25 minutes mm-hmm. yeah i feel you like you kind of have to be ready to go into a movie like this because it is so like you know you're gonna like cry or have intense feelings about like all oh, this it's literally marketed dying. to teen girls to like make them cry and then feel better <laughs> at the end kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> like it i was, was like yeah i know i i know that it's gonna be a good film probably but it is not the exact experience that I can just do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the ambiguousness. It was good. Cool. And I recommend the movie. Do you recommend the movie? Mm, if you're looking for a tearjerker. But it's. I don't think it's not just a tearjerker though. Like it's not. It's not just like a paint by numbers. Like, look, here's these people. Care about them. Now we're gonna kill them you know like you know what type of movie this is when you see the trailer like i feel like it's pitching you a feeling though like it's like oh it's going to be a story of person like i feel like i i don't look for films like this when i like watch movies usually but other people do so i'm saying if you're looking for a feel-good movie Mm -hmm. like an emotional tale definitely go for it Mm -hmm. oh and there was just intense i forgot about the element where like her sister died Cause like her sister was going to do all the things that she couldn't do. And like she, like she was kind of blaming herself for her sister dying. Like there was a lot to the movie. I don't know. I thought I didn't think it was just like, Oh, here's a tearjerker. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it like sometimes when, like when I go to the theater, I want a fun movie, and it wasn't a fun movie. Like it was like yeah, no. Unless I don't it's agree like gonna, you. unless not... it's gonna give me like a darker like outlook on life or like blow my mind in some way. Yeah, I don't agree with you though. I don't think that you just. I don't think that you're like that at all. I think like you're open to a lot of different kind of things, and like you're not just like oh, I need to have a good time. I feel like you'll watch a movie that's like tough and you know not necessarily fun, but if you enjoy the the themes and stuff yeah, yeah. It, it felt uh, i like i don't know it felt like it felt like junk food like it was good it was fine really? like it felt good oh i don't agree i don't think it was junk food at all but no, it's okay no it's- well like this uh, i don't want to sell the script short the script was pretty good at times yeah i liked it i mean it wasn't perfect but you know not everything can be toy story it's a specific <laughs> kind of movie yeah i liked it I love actually I kind of loved it but I mean it's definitely my favorite of the year so far but that's saying nothing so <laughs> yeah Greta's still <laughs> saying the top literally dog. nothing so I'd say Greta but you've seen like three yeah so, so your top three is it's just Greta <laughs> right. all right guys thanks so much for tuning in um we, we have shows Every Friday and Saturday night at Rhino Comedy. Yes, we're starting happy hour Thursdays in April, starting on April 4th. Go out and see some shows, get some drinks, unwind. April 6th is Circuit Break, a comedy variety show hosted by me and, with and some completely, other cool people. Completely conceived by you. Completely conceived by me. No. <laughs> there are other people involved. Brendan O'Brien is on the writing staff. We might pull in some other people. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff going on at Rhino. Check us out. Um, a lot of fun shows coming up. You can check out all my shows at freezerburnt.com. Freezerburnt with three E's. Uh, it's probably the link that's in my Instagram bio. Tell your friends about this podcast. Subscribe, rate it five stars. Uh, tweet about it. Um, Leah, any plugs? Um,. No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> See you next time, guys. For us. Cool. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a Rhino Comedy Production. Rhinos underscore R underscore funny on Instagram. Rhinocomedy.com. Rhino Comedy on Facebook. 96. Lafayette Ave, Suffering, New York.